When we release control, it gives more power to the universe around us to show up in a way that we couldn't even imagine. It's usually in a better way that serves us more than you know our controlled version of what we hope for the future. Are you ready to say yes to your wealthiest and most abundant life, overflowing bank accounts, and a deep sense of inner fulfillment? If you are, then you are definitely in the right place. Welcome to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. Hello, and welcome back to the Girl Unfiltered Podcast. And I have a beautiful conversation to share with you today on a topic that we haven't really discussed at all uh, on the podcast before. And it's really along the theme of self-care and soul nourishment. And we're joined by the founder of Honest Rituals. And she is an absolute beauty of a soul. And she's all about creating holistic beauty rituals. So she has this gorgeous in-person studio that is situated in the mountains of Topanga Canyon, which is not too far from me. It's close to Malibu, but she's also created a beautiful brand online. And she's all about helping people learn how to heal the skin by using a mixture of plants, oils, and facial massage. So the techniques that she uses are quite unique in the fact that it's not the kind of regular facial that you would get. It goes deeper into really releasing the tension and the tightness uh, within your face, which can also shift emotions through that facial massage. It helps realign the facial posture and it really just releases that energy that we can hold in our face. Also considering that the jaw is apparently, I think the strongest, one of the strongest muscles in the face or in the body. Um, don't quote me on that, but I'm almost certain of it. I think she, she does mention this today on the podcast. And I just thought it was beautiful to have a conversation with someone along this topic and kind of step out of the realm of it being specifically about business, because actually creating beautiful rituals and, you know, really listening to your body and your well-being, it has a direct impact on your business, whether we really acknowledge it or not. And I feel like today's episode and the energy within it is going to support you in really up-leveling that in a really soul-nourishing way. So without further ado, let's dive into this gorgeous, gorgeous conversation with Elizabeth Carter. I'm very excited and feeling very relaxed in her presence (laughs) to be joined by Elizabeth Carter, who is the founder of Honest Rituals. And one of the main reasons I'm really excited to have you on the podcast today is because we've never really dived into a topic like this on the podcast when it comes to this level of self-care and having your own ritual and the topic of using your beautiful face to release tension and any blocked emotions. So this is going to be super, super interesting. I'm just excited to see what comes up from today. So welcome, Elizabeth, and thank you for joining us. Thank you. I'm delighted to be on here. So before we dive into all of the magic that you have created and what you do for your clients, I would love to know more about you. (laughs) Like I genuinely want to learn more about (laughs) you and how Honest Rituals even came about. So would you be willing to share more of your story and your journey to creating that? Absolutely. So It all started with a beeswax candle little side business a long time ago. I was at a time in my life where it was very transitional. I was living in a sailboat whilst remodeling it with my partner. And so you can imagine, you know, living in a small space alone, let alone having it be in a total reconstruction zone as well mm-hmm. <laughs> it was very unsettling I didn't have my space for you know you know having my morning tea and feeling that sense of grounded and connectedness in the mm-hmm. morning so honest rituals came out birthed at a point where I was in a very transitional period and it 
little rituals became my only grounding space to have. So despite living amidst a little bit of chaos, Mm -hmm. I started turning simple things into rituals, like going for walks and being intentional with, you know, each step and pouring myself some tea, but having the intention behind the whole ritual made it very grounding for me. So I started pouring beeswax candles as well. And, you know, the whole act of lighting a candle and being in the presence of the candle, you know, dates back centuries, Mm. thousands of years ago, you know, candles were very ritualistic. And so Mm. I created honest rituals out of that little baby business I had. And honest rituals was just my grounding zone for you can turn anything into a ritual by simply putting intention behind it. Mm-hmm. So during that time, I had my little business. It was Honest Rituals, and it was for my beeswax candles only. I was doing skincare long, but this was my own little venture. And I started to feel this very strong urge to go out on my own and create my own business. I was living in San Diego at the time. and. I knew I didn't want to set roots down there. So it was just kind of this orbiting thought that kept coming through. And I was just kind of putting it out there, not really sure what was going to come my way. And then I went and visited my friend who just moved to Topanga Canyon. And I came up here for a weekend. And during that weekend trip, it was a full moon. It was very (laughs) magical. It was, I came up and I'm not sure if you've been here, but as soon as you turn off Highway 1, that follows the coast, and you turn off into up to the 27, and that brings you up to Topanga Canyon, I just had this really strong sense of familiarity. Like I had not been here before, but it felt like home. Mm-hmm. And I don't, you know, that feeling, it can be kind of rare. Mm-hmm. And so I just kept going up the mountain and everything just like kept like coming to me, like, wow, this place, I see myself here. It felt like home. And so I was like, okay, you know, I said out loud to the universe, I meant to live here, you know, show me the perfect space to work out of because I had wanted to go out my own and live because I knew the place to live. Mm -hmm. And within that weekend, I found a place to live, a place to work within two days. So it was very, I mean, cosmic and the signs leading up to that despite my fears of going out my own those signs where I had asked and it had come forth so quickly is what kept me in faith amidst all this you know fear of going out on your own and who will come will anyone show up what am I doing this is crazy and so I found a space to live very very cheaply which is all I could afford at that time it was $400 a month, which is wow. outrageous here <laughs> in the canyon. And then the little room I had found was actually at this really sweet boutique called Moonastar in Topanga Canyon. And I fell in love with the boutique instantly. I think anybody would upon entering. And then she had this little, like, perfect room for treatments. And at the time, it was just, you know, a kind of a storage room. And As soon as I entered the room and opened the door, a few things stuck out to me. There was a few beeswax candles, which was like, oh, this is a little sign. And then a sheepskin rug. And it was, the room was the exact same layout of a room I had screenshotted a few months prior, which was like a design inspiration for me. I think I actually have that picture on my Instagram, like a comparison. And like side by side down to the sheepskin the beeswax candles, a window looking out into nature. And so having that previous image in my mind and seeing that room, it was very clear, like, okay, this is my room. I just, Mm -hmm. I'd even ask the owner if I could work out of there. I was like, oh, this is, this is it. (laughs) This is what was in my mind. And, you know, I ended up emailing the owner and she's like, yes, we've, you know, been looking for someone to do services out of here, similar to what you do. So basically, when can you start? Wow. So I started exactly, I think, one month from that date Mm -hmm. and opened up my first day. Wow. Yeah. And I'm hearing a lot of like 
maybe consciously or subconsciously intention setting, which is perfect for your brand honest rituals, like within that manifestation process, like you set the intention when you went up there for the weekend, if this is meant to be, show me the signs and manifested the space or the intention of what you put out, even having the image of what it was or the space that you wanted to create from and, and be within setting intentions, always an intention thing for you or is it just something that comes very natural to you you know I think it came very natural I grew up Christian pretty religious conservative um I no longer identify with that but essentially you know when you pray it's just another form of manifestation you're asking for what you want or you know what you need at that time and so when I discovered you know manifestation Versus changing my view of who I chose to now believe in as higher source, God. Um, I think having that initial faith, you know, in prayer, just, you know, transferred to manifestation. Mm -hmm. So just believing, you know, oh, yeah, it's, I don't know how it's going to come forth, but I just know that my needs Mm -hmm. will be met. I do, I do and I don't actively set intentions. I think at the point I am in my life right now, I just, I'm just kind of like snowballing, whereas I have these visions and they're just coming through instead of being very ritualistic about it, like on a full moon, writing a list. Mm-hmm. I had done that prior, yeah, you know, and, and that can be beneficial. But I think if you're just in a constant state of a daily practice, you know, you don't need to be so ritualistic about it. Mm -hmm. I love, I just want to highlight what you said, because it's so in alignment with what I coach and teach on. It's like you released the how and you trusted that it was going to happen. And I think that's such a key part of setting any intention or creating any kind of manifestation. I think we can get so caught up with I want to know how it's going to look before I trust that this is going to happen to me or before I can have faith or before I can believe in myself. But the surrender is really the key part to all of it. Because if you had maybe had a a box that you wanted it to all fit in, you maybe would have missed Topanga. (laughs) Absolutely. And I think that gives, when we release control, it gives more power to the universe around us to show up in a way that we couldn't even imagine. It's usually in a better way that serves us more than, you know, our controlled version of what we hope for the future. When you have such a tightly packed, whether agenda or idea, you're not leaving much room for magic to happen. Quite literally, it's magic that comes through and, you know, setting little intentions and help, but I think opening up yourself to more freedom. I know it can be hard because we like to control. Oh yeah. <laughs> and we like to know what our next days are happening, even sometimes next year. But you know, that kind of also trickles into the work I do now, um, how to release control because it mm. goes deep into your entire body as well. Mm. So let's, let's talk about that. Like, I really want to dive into the work that you do now and the magic of it. Like, honestly, it's like a little, um, I don't know, like meditation, even looking at your Instagram feed when you're at, actually working on a client, it just looks so relaxing. So you found this incredible space in Topanga. Maybe before we even go into that, we just have to describe like how magical Topanga is for the listener because I've, <laughs> I have been there um, and it's really close to Malibu in California, but it's like this little community village type feel within itself up in the mountains. And it, it really is a sacred space. Um, so yeah, if you ever have the pleasure of going there, go experience that. It feels very close to mother nature. Um, but with that being said, like, how did that then transition into the passion that you have right now when it comes to the techniques that you use, facial massage, the releasing control through those aspects? Yeah. Yeah. So I discovered, well, going back to Topanga, it is a Mm -hmm. little magical bubble. Um, Topanga means where the mountains meet the sea. So Mm -hmm. it's just like this little, it's not so little, but in the grand scheme of the world, it's little, but it's this kind of like just a little bubble where you enter and you just feel transported like you're not close to the busyness and intensity of Los Angeles it's very far removed when you enter yeah. even though it's you know just a 25 minute 
ride down. But I think anytime you remove yourself from man-made structures like buildings and cities and skyscrapers and then put yourself into nature where, you know, trees outweigh the number of man-made structures, you feel a sense of calm and grounding and um, peace. And then transitioning into what I do as far as releasing and working with the facial muscles. So I discovered facial massage, uh, I want to say four years ago now. And for your listeners, you know, traditional facial is very light massage. It's typically Mm -hmm. only 10 minutes of a traditional facial if that if you're lucky to actually get a massage while yeah. having the facial, to be yeah. honest. <laughs> yeah. Um, amidst the, you know, uh, extractions and exfoliation mm. and, you know, just what a typical facial includes. So I did those facials for a while and the massage portion was always my favorite part. I just felt like, like I lost myself in the movements and it became meditative because, you know, when you're moving in a slow, intentional manner, your whole body begins to sink its rhythm to that. So you become that very relaxed, calm state as well. So, you know, that was always my favorite part of a facial. And then I discovered uh, Yakov Gershkovich. He's a Russian facial massage magician. So I, I was doing some trainings before that. I did his trainings and just started to make it my own. And you know, really designed this facial massage to be primarily all massage. And it worked out perfectly because at the time I started my studio, I had hardly any money to start it. I was scraping by, I didn't even have a facial steamer. Mm. I only had enough money for the the necessities. Everything Mm. else was extra. So with facial massage, all you need is oil. So Mm that cut the cost of a pack bar because <laughs> yeah. back bar can be like at least, you know, at least a thousand to get started, yeah. you know, with all the masks and exfoliants and cleansers. So, you know, all I needed was my hands and massage oil. And so that kind of worked in my favor, but also I find massage to be one of the most transformative facials because you're really improving the skin from within. Mm-hmm. Um, you're renewing the skin from within, you're hydrating, you're nourishing, and therefore it feels more effective. You get longer results versus that temporary external glow you get from a mask Mm -hmm. or a light peel. And the client really can feel the difference because it's Mm -hmm. realigning the facial posture. It's a release of facial tension, uh, specifically the jaw, my client's Mm -hmm. I'd say the majority of them come to me if they have TMJ, if they grind their teeth, um, clench their teeth, have had trauma to the face. And through massage, it can naturally begin to release and your facial posture will come back into alignment. Wow. I'm not a teeth clencher, but I definitely hold a lot of tension in my jaw and I'm very aware of it. Like sometimes when I'm chewing, it will click. And I've had it since maybe the age of 15 and I'll find myself rubbing it or doing mm-hmm. stuff that I can. It would, like, I wish it would just magically disappear. Yeah, no. <laughs> most of the listeners here are ambitious women. They're women who are running their own businesses. They're women who run their own families at the same time. They're doing lots of things. And so I'm really excited to have you here because I want them all to take a beat in a moment and realign with the necessity of taking care of themselves and having those rituals and looking after their beautiful faces and releasing where they're holding onto that tension or that control within their face. I'm sure mine is maybe linked to control on some level. So as I'm sitting here, I'm sure everyone listening is like, could you just please rub my face right now? (laughs) But what could they be doing to start releasing that themselves, even at home to start, you know, going on that journey as well? Yeah. I love that um, question because I can only do so much. You come and see me, you know, however often you can, but I'm not healing you. I'm just providing space for you to heal yourself. And then that goes home with you as well. So Mm -hmm. how are you taking care of yourself? So with the jaw, the jaw holds on primarily to emotions of control. 
So you were very right about control (laughs) and suppressed anger. So whether it's Mm -hmm. anger from childhood to your life where you are now, the emotions get stuck in the jaw. So behind every facial expression is an emotion. Mm -hmm. So releasing the muscle releases the emotion behind it. Mm -hmm. And so some ways you can do it at home is by, what is my homework I send my clients home with? Uh, Well, first of all, you know, the mental aspect of it, where are you holding so tightly onto maybe an idea of the future or where are you holding on to control in your life and trying to surrender and move yourself into a more trusting flow state and then dissecting, you know, what could be behind the anger. So that can be very diverse, whether it's, you know, again, from childhood to what maybe they're experiencing now in their life, just getting them to think and recollect, like, what age did you start feeling this tension? You mentioned 15 Mm -hmm. for you. So, you know, what happened during that age? Did your parents separate? Was there transition? Did you move? You know, where was there a sense of lack of control in your life to where you felt the need to control in your body? Yeah. So just starting to ask them questions to where they can begin to diagnose themselves because you are your best doctor. You know, you know, if someone just begins to ask the right questions and that triggers your memory to be like, oh, that's why. Okay. How can I um, release that? How can I work through that? How can I reprogram that thought, Mm -hmm. that um, experience? So doing that. And then there's some, you know, massage techniques you can do at home. So my favorite one is to, have my clients with their mouth shut, drop their tongue. So it's resting on the bottom roof of their mouth. So naturally the tongue is pressed up against the upper roof of the mouth when we're sleeping, when we're not engaging in conversation. And so when we drop the tongue to the bottom roof of the mouth, the jaw disengages. You cannot clench your jaw if the bo- um, your tongue is resting on the bottom roof of your mouth. So I like to even tell my clients to, you know, before you go to sleep, do a little facial meditation, start with the crown of your head, moving down to your forehead, your brows, just beginning to soften your facial muscles. I've noticed myself, I'll go to bed and I'm like, (laughs) my eyebrows are scrunched. My lips are pursed. My jaw is tight. You know, you're just carrying around the stuff you experienced that day. And if you haven't released it before you go to bed, you're just taking that with you into sleep. And then you're more likely to clench, grind your teeth at nighttime. So doing a little facial meditation before bed is very beneficial along with different massage techniques, which I post and save on my Instagram. So people can refer back to those as well and do it at home. Yes. Yeah. I'm always going to ask you at the end of this, but you might as well share now, like where can they go to find those? Cause I know you have amazing techniques and videos, even your saved items at the top of your Instagram for people to move through. Yeah. Just my Instagram, which is honest dot rituals, plural. Mm-hmm. And I have taken a little hiatus from posting a lot of massage videos because I've just been so busy creating my business and massaging other people. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I've just started reposting again and it feels so good because that's why I fell in love with massage like I just started doing it on myself and feeling no difference and then I wanted to share it with other people and then hearing their feedback of oh wow thank you so much that just released my jaw or my headache just left because I did your massage techniques so I love giving those you know modalities for people to use anytime anywhere I just wanted to press pause for a moment to let you know that I have created a very powerful free money magnet bootcamp for you that you can access right away. This is a three-part video series that's going to support you in really uncovering what your money mindset blocks are and bringing awareness to those hidden money blocks so that you know what you need to do in order to break free from them and step into a new level of wealth and abundance. I break it all down and bring so much juicy awareness to your inner subconscious beliefs around money during this three-part video series. And you can access it and dive straight in immediately when you hit on the link below in the show notes that say, join my free Money Magnet Bootcamp. I'm really excited to support you in there.
I'm kind of having this vision of like how every listener can in their evenings kind of release what has gotten stuck from the day by adding a specific ritual into their evening routine. I mean, we all take off, if we've been wearing it that day, we all take off our makeup. Hopefully that mm-hmm. evening we brush our teeth. Like we, I know very few people, if any, that would ever go to bed without brushing their teeth. It's a yeah. ritual, it's embedded into us. So it's almost like I hear what I'm hearing you say is like it's just as important for our emotional well-being and our physical well-being and like our nervous systems that we are releasing physically from the face as well that evening so what is a five minute or a 10 minute ritual that you would just wish every woman out there would start incorporating I think it's important I find myself actively doing every evening typically after seeing clients and you know engaging in their energy and mine and is whether it's taking a shower or taking a bath but submerging the crown of your head to where you're like fully cleansed almost like you're baptizing yourself like you're getting rid of the day the emotions any energy you've picked up on that's not yours um, it's like a, it's a very good cleanse and clearing. Even mm-hmm. you know, jumping in the ocean is even better with you know the salt. Mm-hmm. So, getting in some sort of body of water and just like being intentional about it and releasing the day, whatever mm-hmm. that was for you. Mm-hmm. And then I love after getting out of the bath, putting on a nice body butter. That's something very oil and rich, and just starting to massage your body move up to your face and just slow movements and you begin to tune into oh wow you know my cheekbones are feeling a little tight the space between my brows is tense just start to tune into your body and you'll begin to notice when you're massaging certain areas on the body or the face an emotion can come through and Mm -hmm. it's attached to that point of contact so you know, I could be massaging my brows, be like, oh yeah, that was that stressful conversation I had. My eyebrows are still burrowed intense. And, you know, you have the option to release emotions at any time. Mm-hmm. You also have the control to react to any situation in any sort of way. So I, I bring it back to my clients a lot. Like you get to control how you react to what life gives you. So are you going to react in a space of fear, anxiety, stress, control, or in a space of openness, acceptance, forgiveness, love. You know, if you get in a car accident, say a minor one on the freeway, and you're just like, oh, I'm so bummed, I'm late, my insurance is going to go up, you know, all the things Mm. we're programmed to think versus, oh, wow, you know, that protected me from a car accident up ahead, or, oh, now I'm late. And, you know, I've could meet someone that's going to be in my life forever. You know, you just don't know how the universe is working through you. So to release that controlled agenda of how you think your day, your life is supposed to look like. Mm-hmm. I think when we have these high expectations, it just causes us a lot of dissatisfaction when it doesn't yeah. meet our standards. Yeah, definitely. So that went off on a little rabbit hole, but I love <laughs> going it. back to the massaging of the face and releasing the emotions and um, going to bed early. For me, asleep is essential. Uh, I can, I mean, even for your, the way your body and your face looks when I don't get enough sleep, you know, I look mm-hmm. very haggard, <laughs> Just mm-hmm. like premature wrinkles develop. My skin looks dehydrated. It just, I just can't express to you how much sleep is good for your body. And, mm-hmm. you know, beauty sleep is a very real term. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, you know, trying to get to bed before 10 o'clock, I know that can be a lot of strain on people. But when you enter sleep before that time, the body is able to enter a very much deeper form of restorative sleep versus just like, oh, yeah. you only have this much time. And let's sleep, let's just repair the bare necessities versus that deep transformative sleep. And I'm not necessarily asleep by 10, but what I will be doing, my husband and I have gotten into the habit of 
we're beginning or going through our nighttime routine to prepare for sleep. Mm, <laughs> so yes. even if you can't be in bed physically, it's like, yeah. you know, the dog is going to bed, the lights are going off, yeah. not on. I'm taking a shower because I agree with you. For me, it's like yeah. I really wash off the day. Also, I light my candle coming back to that. Candles yeah. are totally a ritual for me. In fact, they are. It's unusual that there would ever be any evening in my house where there isn't at least one candle lit because there is something very ritualistic about it for me. And I think for me, it signifies calmness and it also signifies like I'm switching gears for the evening. Mm-hmm. Like I, it's not I about that. work now. It's about my haven. It's about my rest. It's about my rejuvenation. So I often have them around the house. But what I'm also hearing about you say, it's like, it's also the act of slowing down. And I think we talk so much about our morning routines, but I'm still surprised sometimes working with clients when I hear you don't have any evening routine. And it's just as important, especially when we're on the laptops and the phones and the client meetings all day. And so I love what you said about slowing down and really massaging the oil into your body, really massaging the lotion into your face, because most women have a moisturizer that they use on their face and their body, but are they actually stopping to feel it? And I think that's the difference. And I do think that that can be very emotional for women because it means feeling their body. And for some of us, that's actually quite hard because that can be, and there can be emotional blocks around that in itself. And I went through that on my own journey of loving myself, but self-care for me can be as simple as now, like really massaging it into my leg Mm or really massaging it into my chest and letting myself feel that. And so that's my invitation for all the listeners is like, how much could you slow down in that process? Because you're going to massage it into your body anyway. You might as well enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah. I like what you brought up about feeling disconnected from your body because Mm. whenever I feel disconnected from my body, I don't put any intention behind as as far as is like helping myself. It's like, I'm not able to fully sit in myself because maybe there's something I haven't processed or allowed myself to feel. So I keep like shoving it down. And if I were to slow down, then just like everything would come out. And sometimes you're not in that space to where, you know, you're able to process or feel safe to do so. So that can be a lot for women to start to feel their bodies once again. And that's another reason why I love what I do because it just gives women the space to do so. Their safe space to release. A lot of times clients will break down in tears and it's unexpected for them because they're not, they weren't expecting it. But when you get into certain, certain muscles in the face, the neck, the shoulders, it taps into that emotion. That emotion comes through, they feel it. And then if they're ready, they release it. So it's, I'm beginning to have them connect their mind to the body, which is often two separate entities. You know, your mind could be thinking about next week, your body's in the present moment doing, you know, errands. So it's the joining of the two and connecting through breath. So, you know, as you inhale, your mind signals to your body, your body responds with the breath. So that can be a good way to begin to connect the two, but it can be, it it takes, it can take a little bit for that to come through because we're so often existing in the past, existing in the future. And that's the wonder of the mind. You know, it can be anywhere, you know, but your body's always present. So Mm -hmm. beginning to connect the two. Mm -hmm. And then once you do, you're able to tune into your body and feel, you know, maybe a tension in your hips, your lower back. Oh, your jaw feels a little tight. You begin to just become aware and through awareness, you begin to release. Yeah, definitely. I'm just really curious because this is something I have that I'm trying to incorporate more into my rituals and whether as a masseuse, you find it useful. And I think I'm going to say it wrong, but the gua shua, how do you, how do you say it? Your guess is as good as mine. I say gua sha. Gua sha. That sounds way better than gua sha. I mean, yours sounds very exotic and fun. Is that something that we could add into the routine to slow us down or to release emotions from the face as well? Absolutely. It's a beautiful modality. It's typically made out of a stone or crystal. 
it's a good way for you to start to make contact with your body and mm-hmm. to begin to tune into the areas where you feel there's tension, there's stagnant energy. I don't think there's any tool that can replace the power of your hands, though. Mm-hmm. You know, your fingerprint, fingertips, fingerprints have receptors on them. So mm-hmm. especially if you're massaging yourself, they're like little antennas and they will guide you to where there's tension. So as me as a practitioner doing it on someone else, you know, the receptors are still working, but not as keenly as they would if you were giving yourself that massage. And you can really begin to feel your points of intensity where the tension's being stored. Um, and then, you know, once you find those points, using the gua sha on those points to release and maybe get add a little more pressure or if it's in a tricky area, you know, it's good for using it at a different angle. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I love all forms of modalities, but there's nothing like the power of your own hands. Yeah. And they're free. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I love that little tip. That's amazing. And I'm just curious, are you just as passionate about the kind of products that you're also using on your face and your skin? Yeah. Something that I'm really, you know, looking more acutely at, I'm pregnant at the moment. So what I'm putting on my body and in my body is important to me. So I'm just curious what, you know, products you love using, what products you recommend. Um, maybe um, I have a feeling and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this. It's probably bringing it back to more simplicity than the beauty industry has maybe led us to believe that we need in all of these products. So I'd love to just hear your thoughts on that. Well, congratulations on the new little life inside Thank of you. you. Thank you. How special. How far along? Um, I am 18 weeks at the point of recording this. Yeah. And yeah, you're feeling good. Oh my God. I feel amazing. I feel the healthiest and the happiest that I felt. Oh, that's beautiful. Yeah. Well, you're glowing through the camera. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and yeah, you're absolutely right. You know, less is more when it comes to skincare. And it took me a while to figure that out. And that was actually one of my main interests in becoming an esthetician and skin therapist was to know like, okay, what really is the right thing to use on your skin? Because in this day and age, you're just getting advertised to left and right. This is the cream. (laughs) This is the exfoliant. You know, you're just like bombarded by the beauty industry and what it comes down to is really the ingredients what's in it not what it's telling you there's no such thing as anti-aging everyone's going to age so (laughs) any creams that promise that you know Mm -hmm. there's something behind them that I would look further into but really yeah simplifying your skin rituals and skin has a beautiful microbiome that's living on it that's protecting you Oftentimes it gets very disruptive and out of balance when we usually around our teens, early teens, when we start breaking out for the first time and we run to the beauty store and get benzoyl peroxide or salicylic acid. That and was me, 100% <laughs> on that. <laughs> yeah. And you know, that's, it's not your fault. That's just what's being advertised to you. Like, yes, this will get rid of your acne, but what it's really doing is stripping your microbiome. So your skin produces its own oil, its own water and good bacteria. When your microbiome gets out of balance, you know, hormones could definitely be a a main reason in that when you're going through puberty. And that's probably why you're experiencing breakouts, but we further disrupt it when we go and slather all this chemicals on our face. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And so usually that's the start of it. And then we start to destroy our microbiome from there on by then putting chemical makeup on our skin. And we start doing too much to our skin to where it no longer trusts itself. It -hmm. no longer produces its own oil, its own water, because it's relying on a cream or it's relying on an exfoliant to take the dead skin away. So it can become very unbalanced and, you know, signs of unbalanced skin is redness, rosacea, acne, dryness, too oily. Mind you, a lot of those things do come from within, but can then further be aggravated by an unbalanced microbiome. So 
I discovered oil cleansing a few years ago and it absolutely changed my life. And what you do is essentially you no longer use a cleanser or foaming wash to wash the face and instead you use an oil and you want to be using a very high quality oil because so many skincare brands have hopped on to green and natural skincare, which is amazing. Although the oils they are using are not of the highest quality, the way they're used, um, infusing them, the way they're storing them, you know, a lot of oils can be rancid upon use. Mm. So you want to be sourcing from a very high quality oil skincare line. And so I love living libations. That's um, all her potions are just magical. Mm-hmm. She is from Canada and she creates all her skincare up in Canada. So she's very specific on the way she sources the ingredients. She goes to the origin of where they essentially created on the planet. So she's not just sourcing her roses from any anywhere, you know, she's sourcing yeah. them where they originated on this planet. So there's just more life force in them. Mm. And so you can feel it in her products. Like when you use her oil, it just feels very rich and luxurious. And it's like, it's just so different than just like any oil off the shelf. You can feel the intention and the um, quality in it. Mm -hmm. So oil cleansing will... can change your skin, um, Mm -hmm. heal your skin. It's one of the easiest ways to do so. Mm -hmm. And essentially what it does is it balances the microbiome. So you are no longer stripping your skin of water and oil. Instead, it's nourishing the skin with oil. And when it comes to skincare, oil essentially digests oil. So when you use water and foaming on the skin, it's just very dripping and like you know you feel that tight and dry feeling yes I got that you're like reaching for your moisturizer and you're like okay now I feel good but when you use an oil it's not stripping the oil it's almost like transmuting your oil and cleansing the bad bacteria but keeping the good bacteria and I love, I'm totally going to go and look at living libations but are there any I mean I'm thinking in my head I'm like oh I have cooked Coconut oil in the fridge, right? This like, <laughs> can we be using any kinds of oils, or is it a very specific kind of oil or grade of oil that we should be using? Yeah, that's a great question. I don't love coconut oil. If you go on Pinterest, you know it's all the hype. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but coconut oil, great. Cook with it. Maybe put it in your hair. But as far as using it on your face, it has a very large molecule, so it doesn't really penetrate the skin fast enough and it can actually congest you. So there are oils that could cause you to break out. Yeah. So you want to be yes specific on the oils you are using on your skin. And there's anyone who's listening, who's tried oil cleansing and it caused them to break out. Most likely it was not the right oil for your skin. Yeah. It could have been an oil that was rancid. That was just, again, like too large of a molecule. So it just kind of sat on your skin and was irritated it. So yes, being very um, precise on the oil you are using. And I know there's so many skincare lines out there, but I really just trust living my patients mm-hmm. <laughs> um, as far. I mean, I know there's other great ones out there, but her line is just the one I fully trust with my mm-hmm. whole heart. Mm-hmm. So I use a specific oil cleanser she has. It's called the Best Skin Ever Sea Buckthorn. Um, And she has quite a few different other ones, but that was the best one for, you know, the most common general skin. And it's been my favorite for the years and has just transformed my skin into feeling balanced. When I wash my skin with oil, I no longer reach for my moisturizer. Sometimes I'll just go out and be like, oh, my skin's fine. It doesn't feel dry. It doesn't feel too oily. It feels balanced. And it can take some time for your skin to come back into balance. Sometimes you can feel it the next day. Sometimes it's in a few months, just depending on the damage that was done to your microbiome Mm, before then. Yeah, that makes total sense. I don't know if you've already done this, but I can feel like a product line is in your future at some point (laughs) because of the passion that you have when you're talking about it. Like you should totally be creating your own products. Oh, (laughs) I I would love to. 
at this time in my life, I just feel like I couldn't create one better than the one I'm using. So I don't want to fill up more Mm. of the earth with essential Mm. (laughs) So it's like, well, I would love to, but right now I feel like this one, if I can't create something better, then I just feel like, well, why should I, Mm. you know, I could see myself going off and creating the line. Like I love, I love chapsticks. I love like bombs Mm. or hydrosols. I would love to do it. You know, if I could grow my own, my own flowers, my own herbs and harvest them that way. That's how I feel very connected to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Otherwise it'd feel very kind of like there wouldn't be that connection to the earth. It would just be like, okay, I'm just buying some herbs. I don't really know where they're from or how they were grown, but let me just infuse them with oils and see. Mm. It's like that connection isn't there to, oh, I know it's in my soil. I know what's in this flower. Therefore, it's now transformed into an oil or a hydrosol. Mm. But thank you. I do see that in my future. I mean, I'm old and gray. I'll be living on <laughs> an island somewhere and I'll yeah. have my skincare line. Yeah, I can totally see that. But I totally hear what you're saying as well. So I just have one question. It's kind of to bring us back to where we almost began. And it was that girl who drove up to Topanga for two days and felt like the in- intuitive nudge was to be that. But I'm sure you were feeling the fear of, can I do this? Should I really relocate? I'm by myself. And we all have felt that. We've all known that there was a calling on our heart or there was a leap to be made. And fear can inevitably, it will always come up. So what would you say to that girl if you could go back to her and like share some poles of wisdom <laughs> to where you are now and what you've created by taking that leap of faith? Yeah, fear can be debilitating and paralyzing. And if you let it into your mind and then you let the thoughts begin to stay and then you start to believe them, you know, you'll never do it. So the best advice I got, and I forget who told me this, but you know, when you're old and gray and you're thinking back on your life and you're saying, oh, why didn't I do that? Because from that time in your life, when you're older, everything seems less of a big deal. It's like, oh, yeah, you shouldn't have done that. Why not? What's the worst that could happen? Mm-hmm. Like it could fail. So what? What is failure? Another way of not working. Do you find a new route? And so that was always in the back of my head, like, oh, why not? Like what? It's just almost like, you have so much time on this earth. Why waste it being scared to create what brings you joy and happiness? Mm. And so it's almost, you kind of have to get out of your mind and your body and see a different perspective, almost from like an eagle above. You're kind of seeing the whole grand scheme of things. And then that gets you out of fear. And then you're just able to go from there. And not to say like, fear didn't happen it happened but you get the option to shut it down early Mm -hmm. so instead of being like oh you know my biggest fear I'll share opening my business was who's gonna come Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know because I'm a client-based business so you know if no one's coming obviously there's no income Mm -hmm. and so going behind that it's like okay well see where that thought originated why do I have that fear and then changing the story right then and there and be like no you know people are going to come people need this and so you're almost transmuting that fear and making it neutral if not positive so I know that can be a lot of work to do if you have a lot of fears that come up but just start slowly doing that and what you begin to do is change your brain chemistry begin to essentially you create from your thoughts. So create thoughts that you want to therefore see in your life, you know, words are spells. So being intentional behind each thought you allow yourself to believe and give your energy to. And going back to, I had all these signs, you know, from the universe, from God, from myself, that this is where I was meant to be. And so I would remind myself of that. Be like, oh, look at those, look at all those synchronicities that just happened perfectly to allow me to enter that space. And those were my, those were my strongholds when I was like, am I going to make it? Are people going to come? I would just like almost live that weekend over again in my mind. And like, 
And that would build up the confidence again in myself. So it can take a lot of work. And even to this day, I have random fears that come and be like, what if people stop booking? You know, just like, it's still reoccurring, but it's so much less now. Mm. It's like to the point where I could just like squash it instantly Mm. versus it taking up like the majority of my morning, then working myself out of it through the rest of the day. So, and then you just remind yourself, you're like, wow, look, look what happened before. Look where I am now. Where do I want to go in the future? And instead of bringing that fear with you, you just bring creation, you bring your visions and the fear begins to be like a grain of sand that no longer exists. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. And I love that you like the fear. I still get fear and I'm a subconscious healer. Like I work with a subconscious mindset. And I think the key difference is when you, when you allow yourself to go there and really do the inner work when you need to, it's like, then as you progress, it's not that the fear doesn't come up, it's that your awareness is deeper over it and you know Mm -hmm. how to move through it on a faster level because you get where it's coming from and you get what it is and you can speak to it in a different way than if you had no awareness over what those feelings were. Yeah. Fear is there to keep you safe. And, you know, when you're barking on something new and, you know, it could be the cause of your financial, you know, freedom or not. And so you, it can become much bigger in a sense, because it's like, well, you know, you need survival, you need food, you need shelter. Is this going to give you this? So, you know, it's there to keep you safe. So acknowledge it, be grateful for it, but then be like, no, Mm -hmm. transmute that fear into courage or faith. And then you kind of disassociate from that icky feeling it can give you. Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for sharing your magic and your wisdom with the podcast Mm -hmm. listeners today. It's been such a calming and relaxing conversation to be having. So I hope that transmuted for everyone that was listening. So before we say goodbye, where can people, I know you you shared your Instagram, but where would you love people to go and connect with you and, and learn more about you? Um, Instagram is a great outlet. I don't answer DMs hardly ever. <laughs> it scares me. <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> so that's not a great way to connect with me. Yeah. Um, email is much better. If you need to create an appointment, you can do so mm-hmm. by going through my website portal. It's just on its mm-hmm. Or if you're ever in Topanga, come say hi. My studio is um, located there. Mm-hmm. Amazing. Thank you so much, Elizabeth, for joining us. Thank you for having me. This was such a sweet conversation and congratulations. Thank you. On your new life you're creating. Thank you. If you loved today's episode, please be sure to leave a review on iTunes and hit the subscribe button because women supporting women is my jam. And if you want extra daily doses of motivation, then be sure to follow me on Instagram at girl underscore unfiltered and go ahead and screenshot this episode. Send me a DM and share your biggest takeaway because I love hearing from you and I just really want to drop into your DMs basically. (laughs) So I'm sending you so much love and abundance and have an amazing day. Thank you.